0: LifeLock alerts
1: you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration
0: specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
2: Okay, it's time. It's 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome to the dark. It's myself and the lovely high priestess, Chris Shrew. Round yeah, of
2: applause. Uh,
0: back at it. Yeah. And with that real shit, like always, you know, I'm 100. But we're going to get into a real good build tonight. I hope you guys are really ready. hope you guys are really open to receiving the build. Have a great conversation about toxic relationships. Toxicity in relationships, toxicity in your life, toxicity everywhere and how to cope, how to deal, how to identify.
2: Yeah, and um, I am Food on Twitter, so if you're listening, at me and let me know, um, just so I can give you a shout-out, just, so, just to let us know who's listening. Um, and like I said, if you have any questions or anything that you want to touch on during that time, during the time that we're doing this podcast, just let us know. Um, so basically... You know, instead of giving y'all a whole lot of intro about what we're going to do, we'll just go ahead and get into it at this time. Um, Basically, first, I want to start off by asking a question. And um, I'm going to ask you first. And basically, my question for you, just to (coughs) open it up, is, um, in your opinion, what is a toxic relationship?
0: Um. To be brief, um, a toxic relationship stems from a toxic lifestyle, and um, we can get into the physical shit, like your diet and um, what you do with your free time and what you do with your uh, time that you're not free. Uh, We can get into so many aspects that would identify toxicity in your life, which bleeds into your relationships. And um, I believe toxicity is everywhere. I don't believe that anyone is shy of it. I don't believe that there is a dimension you can go into and meditate and chant into. I don't think that there's a certain herb potion you can drink. I think that these are all tools, but I believe that the toxicity is the basis for enlightenment and moving on. Um, But toxicity is anything that is deflecting of what we would call positivity. Um, a lot of us are identifying toxic, toxic things in our lives that are actually for the good. Um, flowers grow in cow shit. Cow shit is definitely toxic to put in your mouth, but beautiful things grow out of it. Um, so sure. I would say that uh-huh. anything is uh, a far on the spectrum of things. If you were to take toxicity, it is a very stringent, very strong, very potent aspect of the ethers that um, you can quickly identify when you feel it because it is something that adversely changes situations. And it's open for interpretation for your personal beliefs um, or where you're at in your life, but anything negative to the summit of anything deflecting anything, taking a value value or appreciation off of you or whatever is toxic. That's what I'd say.
2: Okay. Um, so basically, for me, I guess, in defining toxic relationships, for uh, to me, toxic relationships are codependent relationships yeah. Or any any relationship that um, takes you out of your normal state of wellness, mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, physically. Um, so that, that to me what a toxic relationship is. And toxic relationships don't just happen in a romantic setting. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they can just happen across the board in general, um, I feel like they are something that um, is really um, I, I just I just feel like it's something that's inevitable. like you said, they, they're a way to grow. You would never know what a healthy relationship is if you hadn't experienced a toxic relationship yeah so um, we'll get into identifying those, and um, I actually want to get into identifying those um if you don't have anything else to add but what would you do
0: so if we were to try to see outliers or triggers or clues, messages, what have you to identify something toxic or toxicity or you know anything toxic in. Your personal life and your life with others, which can be your personal life, what would be your top red flags on how to, not how, maybe how to identify as well, but what would be red flags that would cause you or that should generally cause you to look into what is this, is this benefiting me, yah, yah, yah.
2: Um, I mean, red flags for toxic relationships, like I said, is, um, you know, something to pay attention to is just the way that you feel when you are around a person or when you are engaged with them. What is your energy level? When they leave you, are you drained or are you fulfilled? Um, Do you feel empowered, enlightened around them, relaxed? Do you feel like you can be yourself or do you feel pressure? Do you feel tension? these are anxiety, these are anxious, those are the ways to tell anything or any interaction that takes us away from our natural state of being and and remember that wellness, happiness, being calm and peaceful, those are natural states of being. Um, Other extremes, which include anger, extra emotions, those are ways to be, but those are not places to dwell in. Mm -hmm. So, and and don't confuse it with, oh, getting in a relationship, uh, uh, getting in an argument with your boyfriend or, you know, mm-hmm. just someone that you don't get along with. You, yeah. You're not going to get along with everybody. And the closer right. you get to someone, the more you will bump heads. But, I mean, in general, uh, just if, if you are constantly feeling like you are drained, if you're constantly feeling like the arguments aren't resolving anything or if you're feeling like that person is not... Uh, Trying to change or improve, or maybe you're not changing or improving. What, just just a stagnation, and, <clears throat> a, um, a a um a energy placement that is not that does not have movement. Because even in relationships, we're supposed to grow as people. So any type of relationship that keeps us stagnant is toxic. Right. Um, that's my opinion, but. As far as identifying those, I think that's a great segue. It's ways to identify those. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, ways to identify toxic relationships. uh, Firstly is, you know, um, really the way that relationship makes you feel. And what I say about that is when you talk to that person, are you happy? Can you share good news with them? Do you Mm -hmm. genuinely feel like they're giving you advice or are they really are speaking to you about ways to better yourself, or mm-hmm. do you feel like they're putting you down, or they're shooting down your ideas, or they're constantly um, making you feel? Uh, it's all about how you feel, and, and and for me, really, first being very very in tune with your own feelings mm-hmm. is one way, and, and not and being unapologetic about your feelings especially right. women, because women have been silent for so long that they will say, oh, I'm being too emotional. I don't need to bring that up. or I, Maybe I, it, it won't be cool if I let them know that that made me feel uncomfortable. You know, being yeah. very in tune with your feelings and your boundaries, setting those up, and anyone who oversteps those boundaries or anyone who brings you out of the happiness, the wellness, then you know that that's a clear indication that it's toxic. And that's just on a very basic level. Uh, How about you? What do you think? Let me chime in on that.
0: Um, Currently in my place right now, I have a better understanding of what I would say the spectrum is. And to elaborate on that, I'd have to say that, everything isn't linear, yes or no. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a maybe. And, for lack of better words, we would have to say that there are levels to this shit. Um, No pun Hmm. in it, but there are levels to this shit. And I think that toxicity is valid. It's something that exists. It's something that's necessary to even notice what a good thing is. I... I tell people with relationships, you know, you know that it's toxic. You know that you're dealing with something that is far beyond where you're personally at and able to deal with, uh, with your scope of life, where you're at. You, you may have lessons that you need to learn from this situation or lessons you've missed learning that aren't helping you identify if this is actually extremely toxic. Cause we can definitely say that a man whooping your ass every day. Because you didn't have dinner cooked right, is definitely toxic. But can we say that a man who may have a outburst here and there, not necessarily whooping your ass or cussing you out, but maybe he, maybe he, maybe he. Let me finish that for you. Right. I can,
2: I can, I can put it in like this. Maybe as a woman. You know that you have to do something a certain way to prevent him from lashing out.
0: Right, right. That's toxic. You know
2: that because that's a psychological mind game. Right. And um, just with doing the work that I do, a lot of women deal with. And and I didn't want to get. I I don't want to go there yet because I didn't want to get into But I would. I would
0: have. No, 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 no.
2: No, and I feel go finish what you were saying.
0: Okay. But I, I, I'm i digressing, but uh, going back to identifying it, I think that toxicity is a good thing. And I think that it, it's a tool for you to gauge where you're at. And being able to identify toxicity isn't necessarily the end goal. It's what you do with it and where you move forward with it. And um, because we know what's affecting us and making us ill, we know what's making us sick, we know what's making us go crazy in the head, we know what's driving us mm-hmm. to drink or smoke excessively. We know that, we feel that. Um, some of us don't have like gauges, given that their spectrum may be you know, you may have a shot after work because you're so stressed, they have a whole bottle, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, no. Oh, a little bit but that person drinking the whole bottle isn't necessarily happy drinking that bottle compared to your one shot and it's different experiences but you know deep down that you want to find joy outside of this bottle you want to find peace outside the bottle so it's not hard for you to identify it but what to do is where people struggle where to move forward with it is the struggle where to i mean i just get out break free is the struggle and people don't know what to do and so they stay in it, and it helps them grow. It gives them what they need. They eventually evolve and get out of it because they have to. But they stayed in it so damn long, they, they couldn't stay in it no more. But the identifying thing, I find that people really are good at identifying what's good and bad for them. just the whole issue with what to do mm-hmm. next. And mm-hmm. that period period on how long will I have to do this? How long will I need to endure this for it to get better? And it's just unfortunate because we can clearly see things are damaging us and poorly affecting us. But it's the soil we need to grow. And I know that doesn't a 100%. But I don't think it needs, per se, an answer on how to identify because we know. We know Mm -hmm. innately. If no one taught you morality, you know what feels good and you know what's bad
2: precisely um and so that is a good segue into uh, what i wanted to speak on first which is you know toxic family members Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of times when when people hear toxic relationships they think of like just romantic relationships or um relationships maybe with just friends but now Many of us deal with toxic family members. And the thing about toxic family members is most of the time you can't just cut them off. You mm. can't just stop talking to them. You can't just... Um, it's a very touchy subject uh, because people are... Um, you think this is my family. I'm supposed to ride with them.
0: Exactly. I, I was need. just going to cut in and say that, like, you know... <laughs> This is so fucking crazy. I, I think that people really have these really close bonds and ties with family. But with my experience with family personally, there, I have family members that treat me that, uh, worse than niggas off the street. You know what I'm saying? So I had to quickly identify that just because we have the same relatives and blood flowing through us, that doesn't necessarily mean that you mean me well. When I look back at it now, I could have said something. I could have did something differently. And I could have changed the whole dynamic of the relationship. But I didn't know better then. And so people hold on to those bloodlines like, I'm obligated to work it out with my sister, my brother, my dad, my mom, my aunt. But you don't owe enduring pain and conflict. Just to make it work because this is the picture-perfect family and this is what you want because this is what is socially to you that you should have. Because maybe that's not your life. Yeah,
2: right. And, and I'm sorry know, to jump, in,
0: but that was no, no,
2: no. It's uh, it's yeah. fine because, like I said, it is a touchy subject, and a lot of times people don't even like to talk about it because, especially in black families, it's like, oh no, what happens in the house stays in the house. You know um we're not we're not supposed to discuss it but i think really uh as far as dealing with toxic family members is you know you really have to take it to a spiritual level you know and you have to spiritually protect yourself when you know you're going to be around them you know um and when i say spiritually protect yourself it can be as deep as you know carrying a crystal or doing a ritual or simple as saying a prayer before Mm -hmm. you walk into the house, training your mind and saying, look, I know that I'm about to deal with this this toxic behavior. Mm -hmm. Don't take any of it personal and know that these people are not on the same journey that I am and they Mm -hmm. are not working to improve themselves. You have to know where those people well, are. Well, that's so.
0: get into the classism piece of it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're going to go into the situation, see, Robert Greene has a really good quote about treating certain people a certain way. And I can't really say it word for word verbatim, but, you know, treat them like children or dogs. And in the sense that they do not have the physical ability to affect you, period. Whether mm-hmm. it makes or smile or whether it make you angry or mad. And not that you can't laugh and giggle when it's funny or you can't be angry and tell them what you feel and tell them that they're not going to do this to you, but don't let it affect you to a point where it breaks you out of where you are okay. Right. Because and, and, when it,
2: and it takes...
0: Uh, then, way on the toxic uh, side of the spectrum and you need to work on how you react to it. And so there's a lot of the things where yes, crystals will work, crystals will do this, but as well, there's a logical, common-sense approach that would as well eliminate the triggers so you don't even necessarily have to work so hard with your crystal or your candles or your herbs or your work, whether it be root work, light work, whatever work. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't even want to make the physical change in the dynamic to where they even have the space to even Black Obsidian would help me with this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. That, that's the thing that I struggle with, with talking to people about toxic relationships. They're in it, but they're not in the eye of the storm to where they see, or maybe they are in the eye of the storm and they can't see out. Some of them are just spinning around in the storm. And some of them are in the eye of the storm and they can't see that the storm is eventually going to move. And so... I think those are two major things that you need to personally identify: Are you in the eye of the storm and no harm, or are you in the storm? Because that is the level in between, where it's a comfortable toxicity, where if you're the flower in the soil versus hell. You houses are flying, cars are flying, shit is going nuts. You know what I'm saying? You, gauge it. Well,
2: I mean, yeah. they. Well, it takes time, and that's what I was going to say is. For people to identify or people be able to build up that mental capacity, I understand that it takes time and it takes patience and it takes practice. And these are people that you probably, that you do have emotions tied to. You've had good times with them. You love them. They have done things for you. But overall, you know that as a, your person or your, your, your spirit suffers when you deal with them in their toxic state or in their natural state if they're naturally toxic. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. um, And spirit is the
0: supplemental of it. You know what I'm saying? And so when your spiritual self is saying, oh my God, I'm about to blow the fuck up. I'm about to just, I'm going to go fuck. Everything else is affected. Your physical health changes. You get high blood Mm -hmm. pressure. You start eating foods that are comforting to certain emotions that you're harboring, locked into your body, you know what I'm saying. You start slacking on doing things that you normally did that were to your benefit. You start slacking at work, and you start, uh, you start uh, combusting. And so, wow. when you feel that spiritual clairvoyance speaking to you, telling you, "Hey, this is not okay. Say something." And if you're not brave enough to say something, get the hell out of it. Because your spiritual self is as well your primal self, which is always going to defend self. So if you can't even come to the space where your spiritual self is helping you get enough balls and courage to speak up for yourself if this is a situation or to make it known or to change the weather uh, or the climate of what's going on, you've lost it. You've lost control of your spectrum and you've got to reevaluate and it's going to definitely take time because I mean it takes time for flowers to grow in soil it doesn't just happen overnight but the issue I find so much is that it's never you don't know it is it's always you are not doing the right actions, and if if you're not doing the right actions you can't find the spiritual tool to do something because you're not looking for it that's what I found. I mean, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, and and I I think that a lot of times, I mean, I agree with the part that people aren't doing the right things, but I don't think that people always know how to identify hmm. the, the toxic the toxic things. I think that you know we do get blinded by things like um, money, gifts, fake loyalty. And, you know, it may take us a while to realize, okay, this is toxic, you know, I'm being attacked or my spirit is being attacked or I feel drained. It takes time, but but once that has been identified, I mean, um, I think for families, the the biggest thing is, is, is to remain in love and say, I love them, but understand that it's fuck them. And that sounds crazy, but yeah. it is like I love you, but fuck you because unless you say fuck them, then you're always going to in your mind be worried about what they think, be subconsciously trying to impress them. And that's gonna stop you from being who you are. And I see from experience with uh toxic family members that I've had who have had things to say about my lifestyle or you know, thinking Mm -hmm. things I did were evil or they just were ignorant and didn't understand. You know, I had to say, you know, I love you, but you're just so fucking ignorant. You know what I'm saying? But people
0: are in their place for a reason. And so... And that's
2: another thing I was going to ask you. Do you think that we pick our family members? Do you think that... Some people say we pick our parents. We pick our family. Do you think that that's true, that we pick our family? I think the
0: fact of the matter is is that A lot of spiritual people are still stuck on how did this happen? How did this work? So we can figure it out. And it makes, if if we're going to go into any spiritual teaching, whether that's Christianity, whatever, the basis of it all was that we are coming here to do a work and we're going to go. And so I believe we do pick our situations because even in our regular lives, we have the ability to change our lives by just stop talking to somebody or by stop going to that raggedy ass job you're going to or stop eating fucking, um, you know, uh, pig intestines. You know what I'm saying? Like you can change your life by just making the change. So if we have the choice and the free will to do what the fuck we want now, what is it to say that we didn't choose this so that we can actually be able to navigate in a physical sense, not just in spirit, because, I mean, we can't even define the above because we're so stuck on how the fuck the below happens. So it, it just, it it, it kind of kills me because we get in, sometimes we get on the Twitter, we get on the damn, you know, in real life conversations about spirituality and religion, and we forget the fact that, you know, you don't have to believe everything that's going on. Use what, what you need. And so with the choice on um, we pick our family members, I believe we do because the situations that I have in my family, I wouldn't be Andrew if I didn't have some of the trifling ass cousins I got. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be Andrew if I didn't have some of the trifling ass uncles and aunts I had. I wouldn't be Andrew if my mom was perfect and just a separate wife. I wouldn't be the same me that I enjoy now that I enjoyed then that I enjoyed that I'm going to continue to be enjoying me. Um, had I not had those situations to teach me how to navigate it it was practice for me. And so I believe we choose, I mean, just earlier you were speaking about a workout, uh, Tiana Taylor's workout that you chose. This is a workout that you chose that you feel that's going to give you benefit. You could have chose, you said there's a million workout videos. You could have chosen, a different one. You could have chose Kenya Moore or Phaedra. I mean, everybody got one. You know what I'm saying? So, we do choose. And we choose for our greater good. And in the midst of a storm, we can't see. We can't see when we're in the eye. We can't see when we're spinning in it. But we chose it because we knew we were going somewhere. Without the toxicity, we can't go nowhere. But we need to be able to move past having to identify it. And we need to get into how to deal with it. And not just in this conversation, but in just just in general, you know, everybody writing books on how to find it, figure it out, but they ain't telling you how to get out of it and how to make better of it. Well,
2: yeah, I think that um, something just to to uh, wrap this up about toxic family members is something to remember about toxic family members that I thought about. Um, is that one, you know, uh, which is one of the four agreements not to take it personal as hard as it may be, particularly when you're dealing with toxic people, you have to come out of yourself and know this really has nothing to do with you. Being Toxic is something that they are dealing with because the thing about toxic energy is it's contagious and they probably got it. It might be generational. They may have got it from someone, got it from someone. Who has been embedded from someone? Toxic energy is like that. And so you have to make sure to put that stop up, that block up, and say, no, this shit is not going to affect me. Because all toxic energy does is make you toxic. And if it makes you be toxic to someone else, it it doesn't, it's just a downward spiral. So blocking that off and really knowing that it is an unnatural energy will help you to navigate through that. Um, You know, standing your ground is something you have to do. There is a way to be firm.
0: And it's about the uh, Florida law, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just really. (laughs) But, you know, standing your ground
0: spiritually.
2: And and standing (laughs) your ground spiritually is just sometimes you don't have to say anything. You'll be Mm -hmm. so surprised at things that you can say in your mind and repeat in your mind that people can pick up on that energy. Yeah. You know, if you put up a, a block literally with your mind, that's probably even more potent against people. Um, and, you know, you have to uh, remember that in any level on on any level, you know, you don't want to take that toxicity in and you don't want to be hateful towards them. And, you don't you have to let it go. Um, you know, sometimes we'll be hopeful that families can heal, people change, but if you have to love them from a the distance, you do, even if you live with them, you have to That's just That's funny because really it segues into
0: what down. we was talking about the first episode of this whole podcast, that you got to get into that dark and deal with it. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Everything but about-
0: I do want to pick, pick up a call. Um, just for a brief moment, she has a quick question and it ties into this. it's actually a perfect segue into the romantic thing because we got to get into that for sure because that's important. Mm So, um, she has a question that's romance related and I do want to up. my girl Cassie and she's out of New York. Let me unmute her. Cassie, you there? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hi, Cassie.
1: Hi. How y'all Hi, doing how are you this
2: evening? We're good. Good, I'm good, fine. good. That's I'm, I'm glad you got
0: back.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. So my question is
1: what you know with talk to relationships and stuff like that. So mm. say a guy, you know, he has a girlfriend and he's been in a relationship with her for like two or three years. But can he see another girl and jump in a relationship with her, too? Isn't that toxic, too? But it's like a triangle Right. where you're telling both of them you love them.
0: I don't How does think that, that even work? I don't think that... I think it's toxic if you want a monogamous relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> negative if what you want is not what, well not you, I don't know if this is you, let me stop. Oh no, 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 no. it's a question, I don't know, not <laughs> whoever oh, no, 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 no. About, Okay, <laughs> whoever you're talking about, um, if, if what they want isn't what they're getting, I think that's toxic because it's seeking where they're at and how they felt because they deserve, they deserve what right. the want- you know what I mean? So, but they want they're working with what they can get versus what they actually can get and we're talking about spiritual witchcraft work but i mean if you want a better job go get a better job don't keep working at that job dead in that job let me say um not taking you nowhere because all you're going to do is have animosity and anger and that's that's really a lot of what i was um I was touching on it, but I didn't want to get into that. When you feel those emotions, like that anger, that animosity, that jealousy, that nervousness, that envy. Like, why why am I not getting enough time from him? Why is she with him? Or whatever. Right. This is you. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a red flag to you that you may need to do something different if this ain't what you want. And if they cannot provide, listen, there's billions of people on this planet. You can find somebody. So I think it is toxic, but you would have to look into how do you define this situation as toxic and what are the outliers and what are the red flags of it? Because, I mean, there's lots of polyamorous relationships where the guy has four women and he treats them both, all of them, you know, great and he loves them and they just live happily ever after. But But how does that
1: even work? That's the thing. How can you see one person one day and then you see the other one the
2: next day, but because it it's does. a twist. Because it's
0: Well, tough. let me... Oh, let go me, ahead,
2: go Let ahead. me come in. I want to speak from a woman's perspective. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I think that, you know, with with a situation like this, nine times out of ten, it is toxic. I agree that, you know, right. there is times where you have situations where men are doing right by all of their women, but most right. women are not happy with being in a polygamous relationship. And most times this man is putting two women against each other and yeah. is saying, telling one he loves the other one more, et cetera, et cetera. The only time it's not toxic is if that nigga got both of them women living in the same right. house right. The next, time right. next to each other, because right. that way, you are providing for both of them and they right. understand what role they play in your life. So right. you're it 50-50. So right. other than that, it's toxic. Unless all three of them can sit down and go on a date together, it's toxic. But that's not, what it right Okay,
1: also. but what if that's the only girl... Okay, it's two girls. So only the other one know but about her, but the other one don't know about the other girl.
0: Then
2: that's toxic. definitely... If they don't know about these things. lies there. There's
0: deceit there. It's
2: not 360. It's yeah. not. It's not 360. It's everybody's not in the know. Right. He's doing all he's doing is, is basic nigga shit, fucking around. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's well, and that's what I, it is, and that's just you know, that's basic, and and those, <laughs> yeah, that is toxic because the body actually, is not. No, um, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just, just going to say, it is toxic. If both of those girls don't know about each other um, all the way, no. That's not right. Especially
0: if <laughs> one of them knows and the other one don't.
2: Right. That's crazy. Because
0: exactly. that's crazy <laughs> because she know what's going on, so she doing stuff that that girl don't even know nothing about.
2: Exactly.
0: Manipulating.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, see, terrible. that's
0: the shit that you can clearly see. Like you can see that if yo if yo if yo nigga dealing with this woman and she knows that you exist, but you don't know nothing about. That's deceit. That's lies. That's bad because uh-huh. you can make a conscious decision on if you want to be in this or not. And so right. when you find out, right. you like, goddamn, what the fuck? You disrespecting me because you're insulting my intelligence. And you're
2: taking my choices away. Right. You're taking my My, choices away. away. My free will
0: away. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Exactly. 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 Yeah. That's That's not right. No, it's not
1: right. The only reason why I asked is because one of my friends was going through it for like maybe three or four years, and you know she stood by this boy for so long, like buy him stuff, and you know get him jewelry. you know, making sure he's good. But it's wrong when she do ask, like, how you don't, like, why are you doing this? Why right. be in a relationship with somebody if you want to cheat and you're going to do all that? And his answer is he don't know. How you don't know?
0: Yeah, it's toxic right there. Because you can't even answer logically.
2: Because
0: it, it don't make no damn sense. And so you're so ashamed just to be honest about it that you're playing, you playing around. Right. Mm-hmm. He probably don't Are want you? both either of them. You know what I'm saying? And right. he keeps something from her that the other girl ain't giving him so he's manipulating the situation to his benefit. And it's not reciprocal. It's not even. Everyone is not enjoying a piece of the pie. And so if someone's left out that they're contributing... That's toxic because someone stole from and they need to be mm-hmm. compensated, not necessarily financially, but they need to be compensated somehow for it to be fair. And that that's a lot of how you can identify it. But three years, you said, that's a long time to be dealing with it. Like you, people don't know what to do. They, they're trying to right. answer why you're doing this, how you doing this, wh- what, what did I do to deserve this? You, you're staying in it, ma, you, you're still in it. Get out Right
1: It's just like How can you do it For so long How can you Balance both How can you say I love you to one person I love you to the next person
0: At that point I I, I mean At that point of three years I'd have to say That she was enjoying it She was playing the game too She was getting Something out of it But that's toxic Like whether she's happy In that type of situation That's toxic Because there are Better situations That would be More to her benefit and to the person that she's with, versus splitting her man with some other woman. Right. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, you know, they don't... I don't think people... How can I say this? I don't think people really are in relationships for a purpose anymore. Yeah. I don't think that they understand that, okay, when you choose someone to be with... It's someone that is supposed to, uh, you know, inspire and enlighten you. It's not supposed to be full of drama, full of, of negative energy, full of deceit. And people have really grown attached to this notion that it's supposed to be all of these negative things associated with love or in relationships and they're not in relationships for a purpose you're not with someone because you are their friend first and you really understand who that person is and you really love them you're with them because you were fucking them for three months wall and now y'all sitting here you know y'all been going to applebee's and fucking and y'all make each other laugh and like each other's instagram pictures so now y'all together and so it's just it It doesn't have a basis right. because it has that been built on a foundation or at least something spiritual where that man was really morally responsible for what he was doing
0: right
2: then none of this would be going on right and right it, it has no foundation it doesn't have anything to do with with spirit it, it doesn't have anything to do to do with anything. It's just mm. three people fucking each other and right. to add,
0: and to add on to that. You have to, um, you, you I like, it, it's just crazy because we look at it and we like, damn, like I value myself more than that to be in a situation like that, just to get the little that he or she's getting, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, it goes back to like Erica Badu said it on Twitter when she was answering questions. You know what I'm saying? She said, you got to go all the way through it because what if this is a moment for you to find your wet worth? So who's to tell you that this relationship, though it is tumultuous and it's fucked up, is not a spot in your journey for a better understanding of what you do deserve and what you do want. But I do say three years is ridiculous, but I, I can't say that firmly because people get it when they get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, that that's really unfortunate, but people get and, it when they get and it's,
1: it. And it's so messed up that the, your, the main girl is like, you know, you ask her for money, she gives mm-hmm. it to you when she can. But the side girl gives you everything you need. Like, I don't get it. So if hey, the main girl... That
0: not- See, there's a logical way, like a real book way to say it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, it's the least right. attractive fact. Like he's least attracted to you. So you overcompensate for the lack thereof trying to get him to be there more so for you to see that you are attractive by giving him gifts, doing nasty shit that, you know, ain't nobody done to him, whatever the case may be, you know, usually it's something finance or sex for the most part. It's usually nothing deeper than that because the relationship ain't nothing deeper than that. But, um, you know, if he's not showing that he's a hundred percent attracted to you, or I mean, there's some doubt there, then how are you even seeing that this person is attracted, like attractive to you? Because right. don't you want more? Don't you want more for yourself other than a piece of a nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like a piece like, of a man. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he, he comes home to you when he home. And, and then you do what you can. Then we get into a situation where you his mama, you taking care exactly. of taking care of men, to um that sugar mama thing or sugar daddy thing, where you're not getting anything that would logically be understood that oh she does so much for him that it makes sense that he rewards her with gifts and vacations and. Um, he's so pleasant and kind to her versus the opposite to where it's the other way around basically. Right. Where she does so much but he gives nothing in return. And you can clearly see it on how they behave and all of that but you can feel it. Right. It's just like
1: how you give out stuff that you ask for but all the girl asks for is attention, love and you can't even do that because your mind is so toe up because you don't know what you should do because you have your main girl,
0: you have your side girl, and it's and like. K Michelle has a song about this called "He's Not That Into You." And I mean, I know a lot of people don't like K Michelle, but she got some lyrics, and I yeah, mean, she do. you know, that's that's a song that I mean, if you go <clears> through that, listen to it because it's really telling you like he, he's really not that into you because if he was into you, he would. Be worth it. And I mean you don't need to change yourself for him to be into you and you need to know that. And you don't need to do anything extra for him to be into you. And right. you know that. you you feel that in your heart. But to get it's what just, you're getting. It's just wrong, to...
1: period. It's yeah. wrong. You don't you don't strangle send, you know, decide girl, I don't care what it is. You should have just left it as friends. And that's it. You shouldn't, oh, you get in another relationship. That's two relationships. Now, you're beating yourself up. Oh, I got to see you this day. Oh, don't see both. You get what I'm saying? So you're arguing with both of them.
0: Yeah. Because they want to see you, but... I didn't
1: hear what you just said
0: oh um that's the other thing like and then you have this stage i don't know nari if you agree but you have this stage where you are beating yourself up about the decisions you made but you openly and unknowingly made the decision and now because there's egg on your face you want to sit up there and beat yourself up but you didn't right. beat, you didn't and not necessarily like physically beat him up but you didn't beat this situation out of your life you didn't get rid of it you didn't let right. him know that you're not going to be disrespected, right. and you probably didn't even have a leg to stand on anyway because he had that other chick. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just, and you knew that too. So you accepted the pickle juice, and now you're drinking it. So you know, and then. <laughs> You can't keep making... And see, that's the thing. Like, there's a difference in between being in a toxic situation and not knowing what to do. But then there's another situation in being a toxic situation, not knowing what to do, and not knowing yourself enough to be able to make a decision on what to do. Because right. you accept so much shit. How do you gauge where you stop?
1: How can you, you get out of that situation right. when you already been there for so long, and you're so used to that person, how do you step away? How do you walk away from that? Even so though it's going to hurt each other, but right. it's basically hurting the side girl more than the main girl, because the main girl don't even know about the side girl.
0: Man. Now, so what think? do you... Aria, what do you
2: think? I'm, I mean, as far as... Um, as far as walking away, you know, I mean, I don't think it's, it's like one answer to that but I mean it's, it's just it's sometimes the best thing is just to do that you just can't look back you just have to you just have to cut that person off and you really have to go because I mean I don't know it is trauma restructures people's brains when you're yeah. in traumatic situations, and when you're in a toxic relationship, when you're in a toxic relationship with a man, or in general um, with a person, it restructures your brain, and so you know it becomes psychological. And um, I've I've had friends who you know when they break up with a the man, they really can't eat or they can't sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. I I wish I knew the answer to that. How to heal love sickness or uh, how to walk away from toxic relationships. I mean, it's it's really just It's it's, You don't need closure. You don't need to talk it out. None of that shit. All of those things, the things that we make up to to, to continue to to, to live out of gratitude. What do you say? I cut the shit off. No ex- sometimes no explanation or either. It's just like, I'm not fucking with you. You know, right. um, it's, it's, you know. And um as far as as far as relationships come, you know um and being a toxic relationship, I think one of the ways that we identify romantic relationships that are toxic. Um, mm-hmm. For for uh, people, really, um, it ties back into family because it's really someone who gets you away from your values, your family mm-hmm. values, your values as a person, your values uh, as a, a spirit, spiritually, whatever you believe in, they get you away from that. Um, and so someone disrespecting you, someone lying to you, you know, we know, these, we know these things are, are not good. I don't know why women stay um, where they're not wanted. <laughs> because men clearly don't want women, and a woman thinks because a man picks up your phone call and he fucks you sometimes, that so that means that he wants you. But <laughs> that, doesn't, that don't be meaning that they want you, you know. Um, if you're convenient, they'll continue to fuck with you. So um, but, see, a lot of women... A lot of women, they don't even realize if they stopped contacting the nigga, they would not hear from him. And I would challenge, you know, sometimes, like... And I get on women, and, and they get mad. I get on women because of how powerful we are and because we set the tone in every relationship and pussy runs the world just straight up. So, as a woman, like, you, you have to... Um, Take charge of your relationship, um, and when you're dealing with a toxic nigga, you know he's toxic because yeah. he's not—he's not making you feel good, <laughs> and you have to walk the fuck away because it's not worth your time. A relationship is optional. Like you can treat—you right. can treat yourself. You can treat yourself bad. How the fuck? Is I, I wouldn't let nobody else treat me bad if I'm treating myself good i'm not gonna let you treat me bad yeah right yeah. but see women just gotta calm their pussy down too that's what it <laughs> women just calm their pussy down <laughs> because they, a lot of diseases i think on and they just, they be real good right i think
1: with women when with that I, I can't really curse with my brother and stuff like that you know you know, <laughs> know what we're talking about but you know that they feel like, oh, it's good. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get, I'm a get him. And he gonna love me and all this other stuff. But, girl, that don't mean nothing. He's gonna do the same thing he did to the last one. It's gonna keep on going and going and going and going. So well, women,
2: will see. Women, I, women like a, women be thinking like, and and it's good us to think that our pussies are golden we sure think that but right. we always be thinking like oh that your pussy is more golden than hers because a nigga come to you and say oh you not know like her or you know you better than her i fuck with you because of xyz you know niggas play those types of games mm-hmm. um, and
0: then I saw you know, those tweets that i like tweeted about like because I mean, we like Twitter was going crazy about Farouche and Chris Brown and Chris Brown, you know, allegedly, allegedly, you know, threatening her and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I think that men and women, but I mean, given that we're on the topic of women, like, stop fucking with graveyard dick, like, stop fucking right. with, dick, like dead like not just spiritually dead, but like they dead. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel no compassion. They don't give do a fuck about you. And they might not be dead to their mama or people that have to be around to but when they with you, they just they run you the last call. You 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 know what I'm saying, you was up at two him or they they hit you up. You know what I'm saying? Like stop stop going into the graveyard just picking a bone. You know, like, right. you got to, if you want something, you got to go get something that's worthwhile. And you got to stop fucking with niggas that want to bring you into the grave with them because they the walking dead. Mm. So you going to be, mm-hmm. you you stupid. You stupid walking with them, following them. So if they stupid, right. you following a stupid motherfucker and you, and all you getting is a wet pussy, wet ass and no, no phone call when you want it. No You're no cancel sure. dinner. The shit you want, you don't get. But you get what you right. want to get. And, and so, that's
1: the thing. Certain women go out with the, the wrong guy. When you have the right guy that want to do everything for you, you curse him out, you leave him in the shop. Because they
0: don't do better because what they're getting is an experience that they... I tell people all the time like, everybody wants a situation that's really great, but they want a situation that that they can complain about every now and then because they would be so unattracted to someone that was picture perfect and someone that, because it would make them uncomfortable because they're not. You know what I'm saying? So it goes back to attraction again. But at the same time, you know, we do want a little bit to complain about. But when we look at our friends or, like, acquaintances or people passing and they're in situations to where they're getting a lot of and not a lot of heaven, like, you know, it's unbalanced. And so if they can't see it and you telling them and you helping them and you're you doing all you can to lift the veil off their eyes, they got to go through it. They
2: got to go through it anyway. Well, well, I want to, yeah, and I want to speak about like I also want to talk about men who are doing the toxic women too, because it's okay. not just um, one-sided. Um, I feel like you know, men definitely there are there are a lot of toxic women as well, mm-hmm. um, who and I just feel like toxic relationships in general. And I feel like um, some of the ways that uh, relationships are toxic are if you're dealing with someone who's very jealous, someone who's very insecure, someone who doesn't respect your freedom, you know, the crazy girlfriend aesthetic is something that has gotten really popular, um, especially online over the past couple of years. You know, I'm the crazy girlfriend. You know, I'll blow your phone up. You know, Mm -hmm. I pull up on bitches, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of that. And, like, that is toxic. Yeah. That is very, very toxic. It's very toxic because, as women, for one, like, I have always been very upset with, you know, women who want to confront uh, a woman about uh, sleeping with their man or whatever. You know, you confront him. And, but not only that, like, you have women who also start shit, uh, between men because they're beautiful, or women who just want to control men, or are very insecure, or women who, um, I'm sorry, I just made some rice and beans, and it's real good, by the way, <laughs> or women who are like, oh, you know, um... Just just really, in general, create um, a, a very type of difficult space mm-hmm. for them to be dealt with. And I think, I, in a way, some women who are like that, I understand where they're operating from because so many niggas have done so much shit that they're mm-hmm. like, whatever. I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um... Like the young lady said, you know, there are situations where women deal with men who want to give them the world, who want to give them everything, and they don't even know how to deal with it. I Something that I used to say was like, oh, you know, if, if I met a guy who really treated me nice, I don't even know if I would know how to deal with it. And that's when I was younger, but that was real because you, in a way, it's like, we, like, we love that bad boy. And so
0: when... But it's okay to love, you know, bad rebel boy and stuff like that, but he should still do right by you, you know what I'm saying? So, with women... But
2: can they? But can they, like you said, somebody so. who... I think somebody... so.
0: I mean, we see it with biker gangs all the time where they, I mean, that might maybe be a bad example, but I see biker couples <laughs> that have married for years, you know what I'm saying? And. The, the dude has done some shit, you know what I'm saying? But he loves her and treats her right and does all that. So, I mean, if the most rugged mess sell, selling uh, biker can do it, I think anybody can. I think with women who want to control men, a lot of the time, it's because, I mean, it's on both sides, but like, Please talk
2: about women, that because I feel like I'm a woman who kind of like wants to control men. So how do you feel about
0: women like that? I I mean, I think it comes from different places. And I think with men, it comes from a lot of trauma with their dad and or the way their dad treated their mom or never did because he wasn't there. Um, But then with uh, women, I think it's a lot of dad and mom. Like, it's not with men. I think it's one or the other a lot of the time. But then with women, I think it's a lot of mom and dad. Not necessarily Mm. issues, but how they associate who they should be getting and what they should be getting, and um, I, 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 and women have the ability to be very profitable with how they manipulate men. Not that men cannot be, because they definitely are. But women have a lot of like. I mean, a woman could walk out a damn building and just open her legs, and somebody's gonna talk. You know what I'm saying? A guy do that maybe too <laughs> much. But you know, so women have like a vantage point to where this may be more lucrative than a guy doing it selling sex or things like that. Not that it's not, but there's more I don't want to say availability not the word, but there's more
2: opportunity.
0: Opportunity and profitability, but not just financial. And so there's so many ways we can go with it, but It's all on upbringing, and I think a lot of the women issues with men and women controlling men, not that this is your issue, because there's a difference in wanting to control men because it's sexy and things like that, but there's a difference in that compared to you doing this because you fear not having something to sustain you financially or sustain you sexually or sustain you some way. I feel like a lot of women are dealing with boys. And I think a lot of men are dealing with, um, the abundance. Like a lot of men, they always, a lot of it is they aspire to be the player. They aspire to. No,
2: I know exactly what you're saying. Well, it's so many women that men have so many choices and women, you know, they feel like part of getting their power back is to try to control them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what it is. And and women do outnumber men, which then brings us to many people feel like because men are supposed to have two or three women each,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: right. like that's how it's supposed to be or whatever. But I, I just...
0: Um, I can say women pursue more of the security tangibles and men are more so looking for the glitz and the glamour mm-hmm. and for the men they're not are, visual for the men who are doing it with women they want a lot of them they just want to be seen doing it and the women just in a general sense women are more so not what can i get but what can you do for me and nobody has to know about it and I'm going to just do me. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to break me off, that's fine. Not that men don't do this now, but generally speaking, I think women have more power than they know. But again, once you get into one of those toxic situations, there's no power because they're not, they're not cool to you because of who you are they're pulled to you because of your sex or the way you look or the way you talk or the job you got and it lures them in it's the lust that got you that man it's not who you are that got the man and I think men just yeah. want I think men just want trophies and so that's a general sense of it and not that they're not women who want trophies but socially If we were to talk about like the general consensus of how women operate, they want a man who's going to provide and protect. And so if some, you know what I'm saying? And so they can easily go get that. But with men, if they're not providing or protecting, they want to be mamas. They want a mama. And so Mm -hmm. then it's several mamas. And this mama got something that this mama don't do. Or maybe daddies or both. but but no it it, it happens
2: because men I know men who have like they'll have several different women's houses that they go between you know um each woman giving him a little bit of to use this one car and that one house and yeah so I, I want to ask this um in your opinion how do people gain their power back or gain their power from toxic relationships? Cause I, I know we touched on it, but now I want to bring it back to, you know, gaining power spiritually from this. In your opinion, how do, how do we do that? I think that, <laughs> um, I'll go. First. Don't mind the little kid in the
0: background. I think that, um, they regain it back. It goes back to that, like, fundamental rule, know yourself. If you don't know yourself, you don't know where you can gauge, really, where they stop treating you that way. Because you don't know your limits. You don't have a breaking uh-huh. because you've taken so much. And so that's when, when it ends. You get to a place where you're like, why did I do this? Why did I stay in this so long? Because you didn't want to realize who you were enough to um, stop it. And now you have to relearn who you are because you don't remember. You lost yourself. You lost yourself in your pride and ego, which though we, we tell people to let go of, but not in the sense to where it's not defending you because your ego and your pride is your primal force. And it it helps when you need it. And so if you let it go just to be mistreated, you lost who you were in some way. Oh,
2: man, I wish you would have built on that more. That, that, yeah. That, because the whole death of the ego thing is something that I think is so incorrect and people mm-hmm. swear by that, you know, death to the ego. It's like, no, you, even if you have a big ego, like that is fine. I think because people who have big egos are typically millionaires or people who make moves because they believe that they could and they wasn't taking shit from other people and they wasn't living based on what other people thought of them. So, um, you know, I, I they embrace the ego. We embrace love and embrace the ego. But for me, to for the people who went so deep into the toxic relationship that they did lose themselves and they got to a breaking point because they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that, that I that I reach out to. Those who hit rock bottom. The way to gain power is to. First, become be, you. You have to be one when you get that low. You have to be one with that negativity to combat it, you know. Yeah, you and you have to dig into the ugliness and dig deep into your shadows. And you have right. to actually fight back at that right. point, you know. And that includes fighting through it, that includes going in your dreams or going in your mind and, and fighting through this energy. Um, That's what that is, but I I feel like the way to gain power from that is, one, through prayer um, and to form an alliance with your ancestors from that, and Mm -hmm. you turn that passion into aggression. And so just have have that aggression on standby for when you need to let loose, but harnessing that aggression into a weapon that you use when needed. That's Mm -hmm. how I would do it. And the only way to do that is practice.
0: And the only way to do that is yeah. practice. Because if you don't practice, you won't be able to react when you need it. So we get back into where what you should take from practical practice, I guess, um, practice, practical routine of things which programs your mind and programs your body and programs your whole being um, to where you can behave so omnipresent of every situation to where it doesn't bother you it's like a little child or a dog or someone stupid you know what I'm saying like it doesn't affect you because then you're being diplomatic versus being erratic yeah so yeah you need to build and, on you know. the death of the ego next time we do this podcast for real yeah I think.
2: I think this I think is, the next I think the next uh, topic does need to be uh the ego and why we don't need to kill it, why self preservation is the first law of nature, that, they got the message that
0: wrong. they got the message wrong when they ran around on Twitter talking about they need to kill the ego because they're not exactly yeah. because,
2: because that opens up that opens up the door to abuse, to um, you know, letting people um I, I feel like you need to be vulnerable to just a certain extent. You don't need to be totally vulnerable and totally open to everything that people are giving. No. You
0: in addition to that, that there is a way to be vulnerable, but as well be above the situation. But you can't find that through uh, these fake spiritualists uh, quoting rummy quotes and Buddha quotes. You, you have to find <laughs> that in a enlightenment. And you don't live a lifestyle to where you would have the ability to actually, you know what I'm saying, get to a place to where you are ritually in meditation to where your body is dead, but you're breathing still. And you've learned through that, that you can kill the ego that way. So you don't even have the practice to be in a place to where when you've given me these quotes, I believe it. So, they they have the teaching, though. Hmm. They don't do the practice. Yeah.
2: And, and that's a, that, it's not built that for say that.
0: that. They're not built for that. It's funny you
2: that. say that because yeah. I actually tweeted about that, too. I said, you know, the, the spiritualists or the ascended masters um, mm-hmm. th- that, are, that are spoken of, it's like, if you're an ascended master, I mean, you are like isolated from society mm-hmm. in meditation 20 hours a day, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's an ascended master and you know there are people that that live that way and so yes those are people that can kill the ego because they're around all people meditating and doing yoga all day they are not you know
0: (laughs) but we can take the practical sense of the story of jesus or muhammad or whoever we need to but jesus is a really good one to go to because jesus is the walking epitome of ego death but he didn't do that without meditation which they don't talk to you really much about in the bible <laughs>
2: well all the metaphysical books were taken out of the bible so
0: right there exactly that is. jesus is the epitome of the walking ego death and how
2: yes the christ consciousness it, it's
0: more so it's, it's not just you know i forgive you And it's an actual way of life. And to be in that way of life, you have to practice it. And you can't read Bible quotes all day and think you're going to get it. You have to be in physical practice all the time. And Jesus is probably the most popular and as well the most practical way to get ego death. But Christianity teaches you that you must pray to Jesus versus becoming Jesus. So... Mm -hmm. Oops. Yeah, that's a snippet. Yeah. for the, oh, let
2: that be a snippet for the next. Show. That is, that is a snippet <laughs> for the next show. I think that's a very good. You know, third show is a charm. Um, you know, three is the magic number. The ego is, is, is something that really needs to be explored because I know that me and my ego, you know, me and her really just got really close, <laughs> and I was able to. I'm able to better express myself now because at first I did have this notion that I'm supposed to be in this little box and I'm not supposed to let my light shine. And, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, that's just something that wasn't going to fit. And it's like when you're a star, you have to shine. You have to, you, you were given egos. for some of us are given bigger egos than others for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, we will get into all that. But let your ego protect you from toxic relationships Um, I hope that you definitely learn from this if you are in any type of relationship that um, takes you out of your mental, physical or spiritual peace Mm -hmm. then you know that that is something that you need to make moves or just a move to get out of it's no closure toxic relationships you know you have to be cut and dry with them because it's really no void area. That's my opinion on them. It's just cold, heavy. You have to let it go.
0: And before you um, give the final words and conclude the show, because I like when you do that, um, just to say, you know, to all you people that are Hey Heyru and Ma'at and all of that, I mean, <laughs> how can you be Ma'at if your life is not balanced and in reciprocity? So if you have all these toxic relationships and you create all these Twitter feuds and then the Twitter feuds end up into your regular life, you don't get along with nobody, you in solemn sadness and stuff like that, how are you in mod? How are you personifying Hey Stop stealing these gods' names if you can't be these gods. And, you know, that's shot fire. Stop
2: stealing these, stop stealing these gods' names, period. Not even if you can't be them, stop stealing these gods' names, period. Whether they be comatic, Valdo, Cynthia, all of y'all, uh, you know, I, that is something that is very, you know, how can you say death to ego, But you, you gotta know, you to you call yourself a god, like how dare you when you walk in this planet? You ain't on, you're not a like. Stop it! It's just you exactly. stop it. That shit irks me very badly. You know, yep. I don't appreciate that. So but
0: yeah, can, and the gods don't appreciate like that. God form is. By thinking that you are actually Kali Ma, or thinking you are actually Shiva, or actually thinking you are Oshun, or actually thinking you are Ma'at. It's a joke to even think that you could be Ma'at in this realm. It's a joke.
2: Right. Right. It's joke. That's why I say you walk in this planet. Like, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that on the ego death episode for sure. I mean, I think that's going to be the one where we can really go hand. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> I think it's time for the let loose. This was a nice little in-between, go-between, you know,
0: yeah.
2: for you all. But, yeah, the death of the ego is going to be turned up, um, you know, next Friday. I mean,
0: that's the only way we can really talk about ego, by talking with our ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely
2: because i mean the ego is their root chakra um you know so that's you know and then the chakras, two chakras of the solar one thing i do want to say about relationships is the solar plexus chakra is how we connect with others and another goddess that i know actually put me on to the fact that um this year has to do with that energy, the solar practice energy and the sun and she really broke it down for me. But I think that this year is, is a is a very important year when it comes to relationships in general. Some people are attributing this Venus in retrograde to um making some changes within our relationships. But relationships are very important. You know, they are the way you relate to others. So you should not be relating to others in a toxic way. Um, You should be relating to others in a positive, inspiring way uh, that continues to move you forward in your spiritual journey. Um, Because you should enjoy your time here. And whatever realm you go to after this, you should be enjoying your time. And so...
0: I'm going to save my comments on the chakras for next episode, whether we do that next week or whatever. But I'm going to save my comments on that. Um, I'm going to conclude my portion so you can conclude the whole show. Um, you can at me on Twitter, HookKenadi, Niggas is Fakers on Instagram. That's all I'm talking with social media wise right now. Um, I got shit cooking. I'm going to start hitting y'all with some information on what I'm doing, but I'm testing some shit. But, you know, just tune in next time and get into this bill because, I mean, we give it to you every damn show.
2: Amen. And, um,. I want to thank our caller for calling in. Definitely.
0: Um, Up to Kathy. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was a good deal with her.
2: I want to thank everyone who listens, everyone who will listen. We are going to upload this to Apple. Um, So we'll be out here. This is Fruit on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You all know me. Um, So y'all know who I am. And I appreciate you all. I am the Empress. We are building. Shout out to and I. Shout out Shout to big out who? Baby. Shout out to
0: Ride, though, on SoundCloud. Oh,
2: yes, the Ride. Oh, let me plug that, please. The Ride is <laughs> the available. Ride. It's available on SoundCloud. It's also available at mermaids9.bandcamp.com um, for you to download onto your device. And um, that is a nice, nice, nice ride through. <laughs>
0: Life. I, I support it. I support
2: it. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> and my
2: novel is out too. And we talking about toxic relationships. I can't go without talking about my new novel, Journey into Layla, which is, just came out Valentine's Day, but now it's available paperback form. You can get your um, book. It's available on Amazon.com, and of course, you can find out more information at Kirschbaum on Twitter. But it is about relationships toxic and how a young woman deals with them and that is a good story on how to get out of toxic relationships she used her magic you know but you know how that goes so peace and blessings to all Um, much abundance may you all enjoy your weekend and your week I will just may angelic forces guide all of us who are listening and tuned in right now. Um, I want to send a shout out to the spirits that guide me, my ancestors, my egun, my warriors, um, to your ancestors whom none of this would be possible without. And to all of you, get at us on Twitter. Let us know how you liked it. And continue to tune into this true shit and we will be back next week talking about that bigger death of the ego.
0: Amen. <laughs> sure. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up when we end.
2: Chill. Okay. Sure.